Welcome to the 2022 season of Run My West Coast. I am your host, Eddie Klein. Run My West Coast is a show about running in West Michigan. Podcast episodes feature local runners, local races and race directors, along with running community and Holland Haven Marathon details. In this episode called Ready to Run Holland Haven, we're going to talk a lot about Holland Haven Marathon coming up on September 11th. And we're going to do the rundown and go over Wings of Mercy West Runway 5K. And then running tips for this month. Don't quit just because something hurts. And finally, we're going to go through our West Michigan races. Let's get into the rundown. We're talking about Wings of Mercy West Runway 5K. This is a race I did on a Saturday in August out at the West Michigan Regional Airport here in Holland. And I want to tell you all about it. So it started on the runway, actually out where the planes take off and land. Now, this runway was closed, of course, for the event. And so there weren't any planes landing, but there was a lot of planes landing actually on the runway right next to us. Being a Saturday, it was busy for this little airport. So we went out onto the runway and that's where the race took off. And it was just a three, two, one go. There wasn't a lot of fanfare. Uh, and we took off, got going. Uh, we started, like I said, we started on the runway. We ended up finishing on a road and there was a timing mat uh, at the end the, at the finish line, so we did have chip-timed event based on whatever your time was when you crossed the mat at the end. Uh, the weather that day was cloudy to start, and then about 10 minutes into the race, it rained really hard for about 30 minutes. It was just downpouring for quite a while, and so we got pretty wet out there. It was about 70 degrees, so the temperature was good. The humidity wasn't bad, and then... Uh, yeah, we did get some rain, but it wasn't too, it wasn't just a big deal, too bad. Um, so yeah, like I said, we did start on the runway. About half the course was on that runway, and then about half of it was on roads that go around the airport, and it was uh, totally flat. So it was a runner's paradise as far as going for speed, going for a PR and a 5K. It was, it was a really flat race, uh, no hills at all. Easy course. So you would have thought that I'd do fi- faster than a 15.50 mile, but... Since I did not run the race, I actually walked this event. My pace was, in fact, 15.50 and would ended up being 40 mi- 49 minutes overall, but I did not come in last. I came in third from last. I finished 81st out of 83 people, I'm proud to say. Uh, what I did for this event was I loaded up my rucksack, my backpack, with about 30 pounds, threw it on my back, grabbed my American flag, threw it over my shoulder, and decided to walk this race. And part of the reason for that was I had a little something that was hurting me that was preventing me from really getting out there to run. And I'm going to go over that in a little bit longer story. We talk about running tips this month is how I got the idea to talk about this a little bit. So I did end up walking it, but it was fine. It was great. I walked with a, a great lady named Ellen whose husband is a farmer and she's a truck driver and a bus driver and she walks a lot of events. She's, she's done the marathon in San Francisco and Alaska and a lot of halves. And we had a good time. We walked and talked for the whole 5k and it was cool for me to just be at the back and talk to some people and see the scenery, see the airport. So I really enjoyed it. It was great. I had a good time. 
Uh, it was also Aviation Day at the airport, a big celebration for aviation. And so in addition to the race, there was some other stuff going on inside this huge airplane hangar we went inside of. After we got done with our with our race, they had this great pancake breakfast. And I ate way too many pancakes, which was just awesome. They were great. I think I had five pancakes and then like six sausages. And it felt so good, but it felt so bad. So... <laughs> You know how that goes, man. I'll tell you what, I don't usually eat like that heavy of like carbs like that in the morning. And about an hour later, I felt really tired. Like I just like these carbs were just like in my body, like going, what is your problem? But I recovered very well. And actually that night ate a ton of brisket at one of my friend's house, which was even just as awesome. So anyway, uh, pancake breakfast was great. They had a bunch of music going on inside the airplane hangar. There was vendors in there. There was all kinds of people, not just people that did the 5K, but there was people from the airport. There was Boy Scouts in there serving pancakes and uh, cleaning up the trash. So it was a cool event. It was cool to have some stuff there afterwards, celebrating aviation. Uh, they had a color guard come out and present the colors where they, you know, they walk out with the flag, the rifles, you salute, they play the national anthem, all that stuff. So that was great. They also did a flyover. I wish I could tell you what kind of airplanes they were. I don't know airplanes that well, but... Three planes went over, and we got to watch them. They flew right over where we were. That was pretty cool, too. So a cool overall, pretty cool. And the reason for this event was they're supporting their charity, which is called Wings of Mercy. And it's a really cool thing that I'd never really heard of or known about. But what Wings of Mercy does is they get these retired pilots, and what they do is they provide free air transportation for patients who cannot travel commercially. And these are usually people who are in like medical need. So if you needed to fly across country to get a heart transplant or to get to a specialty doctor or something like that, and you needed airfare, Wings of Mercy will help you out, put you on a private flight, get you where you need to go. So it was a great event. It was really fun. It was cool to be on the airport. It was cool to see all the stuff that was going on out there. I really had a good time and it was good charity. So definitely glad I got to partake in uh, Wings of Mercy West Runway 5K this year. All right, let's transition into our running tips of the month. And the title this month is Don't Quit Just Because Something Hurts. Now, notice I didn't say just because you're injured, because there's definitely a difference between something hurts or you're in pain and being injured. And when I did the Wings of Mercy 5K, I had a little bit something hurt, some pain. I wasn't severely injured. So what happened was the race was on a Saturday. The Wednesday before that that race, I was doing some sit-ups. And I was doing sit-ups on this uh, apparatus called a GHD glute ham developer. It's one of those ones where you sit up on the, on the pad and you hook your feet underneath it and you, you lie back and you sit up. Well, after a bunch of those... I got off of it and I really felt like a serious strain in my hip flexor. Like I could hardly walk without limping. I could hardly lift up my leg without it really being a lot of pain. So I'm like, man, something happened. I strained something. My hip flexor pretty bad doing these sit-ups. And I didn't, I didn't really know what's going on with it. But the thing was I didn't want to stop doing everything just because something hurt. I knew I wasn't severely injured. It wasn't like I'd broken a bone or pulled something out of socket or one of those kinds of things. So I took some precautions to like kind of get it, um, 
get the swelling down to get the muscle loosened up. One thing I did a lot of that I suggest for a lot of people is if you have one of those massage guns, I started massaging like my thighs, my gluteus, my my back, other parts of my hip, like everything around the muscle that was sore, I started massaging a lot uh, because what I wanted to do is loosen up that area that was in pain. And I didn't put it on the area that was in pain because I didn't want to like make it worse, but getting around the area that's in pain a lot of times will really help get alleviate pain. For instance, if your knee is hurting a lot from, say, running, runner's knee they call it, man, really take a lot of time to massage your quads with a massage gun or a ball or go get a massage or work on your calves. Like whatever's on both sides of your knee, loosen up those muscles, man, it can really make a huge difference. Just doing a little bit of self work on it. So just because something hurts, you don't have to quit doing anything. So my thought was, okay, it's Wednesday. My hip really hurts. I can barely walk right now. We'll see if I'll be able to run by Saturday. Not very likely. Um, I kept working out as far as doing like some other kinds of stuff. I mean, I could still bench press. I could still do some pull-ups. I could do other kinds of workouts. I didn't stop completely doing some sort of working out. I, I limped around for a couple days. Finally by Saturday, you know, it didn't feel that bad Saturday. I actually did a little, a little jog around Saturday morning to see, Ooh, how's it going to feel? And it was a little straining to do a run on Saturday. So I like, okay, walking will be fine. And and the walking wasn't that bad. I put a rucksack on just to make it a little more difficult. Uh, but, it, you know, 30 pounds wasn't super heavy. And then it got a little sore while I was while I was walking. But it had been three days. It, it had calmed down. And it felt pretty good. So I didn't just give up because it hurt. I found another way to do it. And I'm glad I got to, be, to do it. Now, another instance where I got actually injured and it hurt was back in 2011. I was trying to qualify for Boston and I was set to run the Bayshore Marathon in Traverse City in May of 2011. And I started my training in the winter, I don't know, January, say, with the Gazelle Running Group here in Holland. And about six weeks in, foot's hurting a lot. I don't know what's going on with it. So I went and got an x ray and I had the dreaded stress fracture. And had to get that stupid looking black boot and put it on my foot. You know what I'm talking about. You've seen them or you've had one. So, real bummer, right? It's like mm, three months from Bayshore. I've only really been seriously training for about six weeks. And now I can't do squat for a while. Like, no running. So, it hurt. But I was also really seriously injured. So, this time I had to stop. But it didn't mean I had to stop doing everything. Right? I could still build my aerobic capacity, I could still build strength. I just couldn't do anything that was like overly weight bearing or overly impacting on this foot. And so I found other ways to keep my cardio up. I did go to the pool and do some swimming, which helped some, but I also found like an elliptical trainer, which I would not normally use, but that's no impact. I could do that thing at a gym. I could, um, I could do like step ups and down on a box, you know, that was no impact, but I could still do it. It kept my legs strong. It kept me going. I could do all kinds of other conditioning exercises, keep my core strong. I could even squat without, you know, doing too much damage because I was very mindful of, you know, keeping the weight off the foot. I wasn't jumping around. So I found other ways to keep going and try to get and be ready for this race and keep my strength up and keep my cardio up as much as I possibly could. 
And in the end, I got out of the boot. About six weeks before the race, I was able to run the Riverbank run that year before uh, Bayshore. So it was a couple weeks out. I had a practice, basically a practice race, and then I ran Bayshore. And remarkably, only four minutes slower than my PR marathon, which I had run Bayshore the year before, doing the traditional running the whole time through. So even after all that other training, I was only a little bit slower, and it worked out. So just because something hurts or you're injured, don't give up. Don't just sit there like a lump on the couch eating Cheetos, getting fat because you're injured or something hurts. Keep working out. Just over a year ago, I decided to start this podcast, and I really wanted to start a podcast about Holland Haven Marathon and tell all the runners that are going to run the race, like all the stuff I know about the race, because I have so much in my head about this event. And I, I put it out on email, and I put it out on Facebook, and I put it on the website and everywhere else. I'm like, well, there's got to be another medium, and I'll and I'll talk about it, and I'll tell everyone about it. And it morphed into this bigger podcast with some more information. You know, I've had some interviews of some people on here, and I've talked about different races and different running tips and stuff, so I'm glad it's all-encompassing. But I'm really excited to really talk about Holland Haven Marathon because it is coming on. It is this month. It is in September. It's September 11th. So I'm excited to be able to get on the podcast and really get into the meat of Here's what's going on. So if you're if you're a runner, volunteer, staff member, whatever, if you know family members are running Holland Haven, I got some great information for you. Now, we did another podcast. I did another podcast in August called "Running with the Italian Stallion." I also talked a lot about Holland Haven Marathon. So some of the stuff I covered on the episode, I'm not going to cover here. Um, and some of that was we talked about hotels, courses, the maps, the gear check, the packet pickup aid stations, the Portage Johns, the recovery zone, race transfers, and age group awards. I talked about all that on the August episode, so if you want to know about some of that kind of stuff, go back and listen to that episode. Or, of course, just look on a website or race registration page somewhere and find it. But, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that stuff again because we already went over that. But I'm going to talk about some other stuff today that's going on for Holland Haven. And one of them is kind of a change that I didn't expect and that is the buses. There is quite a bus driver shortage going on in Michigan and maybe around the country, I don't know, but around here, they're short on bus drivers. So, as you know, it's a long ways from the start to the finish of the marathon, like 26.2 miles. So, you don't want to have to go both directions on foot, so we have buses to get you to the start line so you can run back when you're done. We're only going to have half the amount of buses we normally have. So we're going to probably be a little bit short on buses. We're going to have three buses for the full marathon. We're going to have four buses for the half marathon, which is less than normal. So if you definitely don't need to ride the bus, please find a ride with someone else, especially if you're local. If you can get your family member, if you can get your friends, or if you can carpool somehow and get yourself to the start and then back and avoid the buses, that would be very helpful because people flying in from out of town – they have no other way. They're going to have to get on the bus. So let's try and save the bus. We're going to get about probably three-quarters of the runners on a bus. So it's going to be a little bit close on getting everyone there. Uh, the full marathon, the buses will leave the finish line area at CrossFit Holland at 6 a.m. So 6 a.m. for full marathon buses. Half marathon buses, the four of them buses will leave at 645. 
Now, it's not like you can pre-register for the buses or do anything like that. Just get there, be ready to go. We're going to fill them up, pack them as full as we can, get people up to the start line. If something happens, if you get there late and the buses are all gone and you're a complete emergency, we'll figure out and find you a ride. Or if that doesn't work, drive yourself up there, run your race, and we'll figure out a ride to get you back to your car when it's over. I mean, two years ago in 2020, we had 300 runners in the full and 300 runners in the half. We had zero buses. We were not allowed to have buses for COVID, and everybody figured it out. So not a huge major problem, but it is something that we're going to have to live with. Not much we can do about it. So keep that in mind if you're planning on riding the bus. Try to carpool. Try to find another way if you can to avoid riding the buses. Leave it open for those who have no other choice. Okay, next, I want you to get on RaceJoy. Now, the RaceJoy app's not necessarily live yet, so it might not be live on your phone right now for Holland Haven because it only comes on a couple days before the race. But you can do live phone tracking. You can do GPS progress alerts. You can do cheers. So, like... All your friends and family can track you on RaceJoy. They can send you cheers. Um, You're going to get progress alerts on your phone where you're at in the race and and get information like turn here and stuff like that. So RaceJoy is a really cool feature that I love to have for our race. I really suggest you get on that, use it. And if you don't see it right now on your phone, don't worry. It'll be up there. It just doesn't come out until right before the event. Uh, Next thing I want to tell you about is spectators. So, I'm hoping there's spectators out on the course that are supporting you. I know there'll be spectators out there supporting all kinds of people. We get tons of, I mean, this course is just lined with people because we're on a public bike path, lots of people coming out, and it's really cool to just have people lined in the course. So if you got friends and family coming out, um, what I'd tell them is, you know, make a poster for one thing. Posters are so fun, like, and it should be motivating, and it should be, have your name on it and it should be funny. It should be catchy. It just make a poster. It's always fun. Bring a cowbell, a horn, whatever you want, put out, have them put out their hands and get high fives, you know, cheer nice and loudly, make it fun. Take a bunch of pictures, videos, upload that stuff. We got our, our run sign up page where all our photos are. Uh, anybody can put photos up there. We also got, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, tag us. So all that stuff for sure. Uh, but as far as like where to find you, um, you're going to be running down the bike path, but almost every mile along that course, there's like a side street that someone could park on and come out and see you, which is way better than parking along Lakeshore drive. Lakeshore drive is a two lane road, 55 miles an hour. You're running along the side of it. Spectators really need to stay off Lakeshore drive and try to slow down, try to see people Try to talk to them, try to film them. Like, just drive up to the next side street, pull off and park, and then go out and see your runner. And if you don't know where they're at, guess what? Get on Race Joy. You can figure out exactly where they're at. So, totally thing you can do for spectators. We love having spectators out there, but please be mindful of traffic, mindful of the runners, and, you know, stay out of everybody's way as much as you can, but enjoy the race. Um, so, the race start times, real quick, in case you're unfamiliar. The full marathon starts at 7.30 a.m. The half marathon starts at 8 a.m. The 8K starts at 8.30 a.m. And all the course closes, every course closes at 2 p.m. So 2 p.m. is when the timing mats come up. That's when we're done. We close the aid stations, all that stuff. 
Uh, parking. So there is free parking at every location. If you're parking in the morning at the finish area to get on the bus or because you're going to run the 8K, we have a parking lot. It's on the south side of the CrossFit building along 4th Street. You can also park on 4th Street, River Avenue, any side street except for where the finish line is on 3rd. Uh, we got that closed for the finish line, but there's a lot of side streets around there, all free. You don't have to pay for anything. And then if you go up to Camp Geneva, and for the half marathon, if you're parking there, you can park on Quincy, Quincy Avenue, which is the street right there, or Camp Geneva has a giant parking lot, so just pull in there, park somewhere. Uh, it's not a problem at all. And then for the full, if you're going to be running the full marathon, go up to Rosie Mound Elementary School and... Huge parking lot on the north side of the building. We don't want you to park on the south end. There's uh, That's where the Porta Johns are. People are trying to get in line for that. That's where the buses come through, so there's a little congestion on south. Try to park on the north side of Rosie Mound Elementary School. And if that ends up getting full, actually the overflow parking is north of that, just across the street, there's the road commission who's not open on Sundays, and you can park in their lot too. So lots of parking everywhere, and you shouldn't have any problem finding parking when you get up to your event. If you got anything questions about that, look online. We do have the parking maps on our run sign up page and you can look at them or download them or, you know, send me a question. If you don't know what to do. Um, volunteers. So it's hard to get volunteers. It's just, um, it's one of those things where we grind and we grind to get volunteers and most events do. I mean, I've, I've been to a lot of different types of events and it's, it's hard to find volunteers. People, people got things going on or people are unaware of the event. So we could always use your help getting more volunteers. If you're coming out to run and your family's coming out to watch you, maybe they'll volunteer to just be a course marshal, just stand at an intersection where they know you're going to go by and they can watch you go by or, you know, come to the finish line to help with something or anything like that. We got a lot of volunteer options. There's like 150 volunteers for this race. And so if you're running it, just know that we want to make it the best race possible and we need volunteers to make it that way for you. You can't do it without them. So pass the word. Um, one cool thing that we're doing this year, and it's going to be a tradition that I'm going to, tr- that I'm going to keep going forward every year, is I want to reward the volunteers with something a little bit more special than just getting a T-shirt. Um, I was at an event. Earlier this year, down in Miami, and the event director was talking about how he gave his volunteers all something special that he didn't give to the participants and that they felt like they really got something. So I I decided, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to do something like that for our volunteers. So this year, we made up this really cool little wooden ornament that can be hung on a Christmas tree or it can be hung anywhere as as a keepsake, but it's the Holland Haven Marathon logo. It says 2022 on it, and we're going to give one of those to every volunteer and say, here, thank you for volunteering. You know, this is your item. You can't buy it anywhere. You can't get it as a runner. It's going to say, you know what, you volunteered. And so that's just a little something I want to say thank you with. So if you're volunteering, if you know volunteers and they got this little ornament, it'll be a kind of a cool little thing for them to do. Of course, volunteers are getting a shirt, and then volunteers are also going to get a meal now, a volunteer meal is something we'd done for many, many years before COVID. The last couple of years, we haven't really been able to put together a meal for everybody. It just hasn't worked out. But this year, we're bringing that back. So if the volunteers are come to the finish area, to the recovery zone, you know, before, after, or during when they're working, come out, 
we have a meal for everybody. We want you to be able to eat. So keep that in mind too. Um, okay. Next thing I'm going to talk about is photographs. So all our photos are free and they're all available on the run sign up page under the photo section. I publish a whole bunch of photos, thousands of photos after the race. So you can go in there as a runner Get your photos. We don't we don't hire photographers. We just get volunteers to do photography for us. In fact, if you know someone who wants to be a volunteer photographer, they can go right on our site and sign up and be one. We'd love to have more people come out and take photos. The more, the better. The more places on the course where there's photos of runners, the more chances we're going to get you in a photo and the more chance we're going to get a good photo of you because I can't 100% guarantee there's going to be a photo of you. I don't know what they're doing exactly everywhere, but we do have a lot of photos. I also post a lot of them on Facebook and on Instagram, but the majority of them are on there on, on run sign up. And you can also take your own. Like if your family's taking a bunch of pictures of you upload them, we'd love to have them on there as spectator photos or any photos you got, put them out there. We, we want to see them too. And your friends and your family and other runners, they want to see them. So post them, put them out there. We want to see them. That's really cool too. So get your photos, uh, medical this year. So we've really stepped up our medical, um, we have eight nurses that are going to be on the course this year as our medical. And so if you have a problem anywhere on the course, chances are we're going to have someone out there real close that can help you. And we're going to also have them stationed at the finish line. And that's where the people need the help the most. But, you know, if you're out on, if you're out running and need a Band-Aid for a blister, if your blood sugar is getting low and you need, you know, a piece of fruit or if you're really dehydrated and you need water or, if you feel like you can't finish the run and you need a ride, we're going to make that happen. We're going to have plenty of staff out there to make that happen. And if you cross that finish line and you're feeling pretty bad and you need to sit down in a chair and you're just done, we're going to have someone medically trained right there to take care of you. So you will be good to go. Not a problem at all. Um, next thing I want to talk about for the race is Gazelle Sports. So Gazelle Sports, downtown Holland, one of our longtime partners, are once again going to carry – our Holland Haven Marathon swag. So what that means is starting on Tuesday after Labor Day, which is September 6th, if you want to get any kind of Holland Haven stuff that we sell, any stuff you've seen on our website, if you want to go in there in person to Gazelle Sports, you can pick it up starting on Tuesday, and that's going to go all the way through 8 o'clock on Saturday night, the 10th, during our packet pickup. So a great chance for you to go get Holland Haven Marathon merchandise. And we'll also have it available on, on race day at the race. But so a lot of chances. So if you want to get it early, it's going to go. Some stuff's going to sell out. Make sure you get into Gazelle Sports. Pick up some Holland Haven stuff before it's gone. Um, okay, another thing that we're doing. Okay, this is a great thing that I love doing. Back in the pandemic year, 2020, we weren't allowed to get around anybody. We weren't allowed to see anybody. We weren't allowed to be more than six feet, you know, all this stuff. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do this secret meetup with the runners the day before the race. And so I emailed all the runners in the race and I said, let's meet up on the, the morning before the race and do a little like shakeout run, a little course preview shakeout run. So I emailed them all because, you know, I don't get to see a lot of people, especially that pandemic year being the race director that year. I mean, it was like, run the race, cross the finish line, go home, or the health department's going to be, you know, chewing on you like a dog on a, on a bone. So it's like, get out of here. So anyway, 
did the shakeout run in 2020. We did it in 2021. And this year it's back for 2022. It's an annual tradition now. Saturday morning before the race, we do the race director shakeout run. And, you know, what it is for me, it's just a chance to meet and greet some of the runners because I don't get to see everybody on race day. Obviously, it's it's busy day for me. Um, and I really want to be able to see more people. So to, to meet some of you face-to-face, to get to talk to you, get to your stories, see how things are going, I, I think that's super cool uh, just to be able to do that kind of stuff. And then just – and plus we do like a course preview. So we get to do it. We do a little run. We, uh, we actually start at Dunton park, which is on Howard Avenue. And it's about, uh, it's about a mile from the finish line. And what we do is we go out and run a little triangle, which is a, a part of the eight K course. And we come back by mile 24, which would be mile 11 of the half. And back to Dutton Park. So you do about a three-mile jog. So you're getting to see a little piece of the course. It's a mini course preview, I call it. And you can walk, you can run, whatever you want. This is totally casual. Um, there's no cost. There's no registration. You don't even have to be registered for the race. You can come out there. You're just anybody off the street that wants to hang out. So just run a little, talk some, have some fun, get loose for race day. That is uh, Saturday, September 10th, 8 a.m., Dutton Park in Holland. There's a Facebook event. If you look on Holland Haven Facebook events, you can look at more details or sign up and say you're going if you want to. Uh, and just come out, hang out. We'd love to see you. Love to meet you. Uh, last thing I want to tell you about the race today is Peach Wave. Peach Wave is the frozen yogurt place downtown on Holland, in Holland on 8th Street. And they're one of our partners. And they have amazing stuff down there. So they're offering a deal. For all our runners, for race weekend, you can either buy one, get one free, or you can get 50% off on their bowls, their smoothies, or their floats. So go in there Friday, Saturday, Sunday of race weekend. Just just pull up your like confirmation email or your bib number or something on your phone. Unless you've already gotten your bib, then you can show them the bib. But just something that shows them, you know, I, I'm registered for the race. They're going to take your word for it. They're going to let you get half off or buy one, get one free. So if you're going in there with your friends, you know, you can each get one. That's pretty cool. So Peach Wave, super happy to have them on board and give you a chance to go get some sweet treats while you're in Holland. All right, let's move on to our local race calendar. And there's still quite a few races going on in September, um, which is great. I'd love to see a lot of races happening. You get a lot of chances to get out there and run. Some of these races I've done that are cool. So let's talk about them a little bit next. All right, let's get started with Run for Sight 5K in Muskegon on September 3rd. Run Like a Moose Camp Lake 5K in Sparta on September 5th. Cascade Heritage Day 5K in Grand Rapids on September 10th. DNL Associate Board Run Walk Roll 5K in Holland on September 10th. Grace's Table Stroll and Roll 1K in Grand Rapids on September 10th. Last Chance BQGR 26.2, 13.1 in Grand Rapids on September 10th. Now, it's interesting that they say this is the last chance Boston qualifier because Boston Marathon registration does open on September 12th, the day after the Holland Haven. But this race... 
the last chance BQ is on September 10th. So does that really mean it's the last chance when really your final opportunity to qualify for Boston in West Michigan is on September 11th at Holland Haven? So, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Mount Baldhead Challenge, 12.5 mile and 8.2 mile in Saugatuck on September 10th. That's a super fun race. Great trail race in the dunes. You run up this stupid high set of stairs. Um, maybe not one you want to take on the day before Holland Haven Marathon, but it's really cool. And if if it wasn't the day before Holland Haven, I would go and run it all the time, and I haven't had a chance to run it in many years because it's always the day before Holland Haven. But I love Mount Baldhead, Mount Baldhead Challenge. Great, great race. Then, of course, you got Holland Haven on September 11th. You know that. And after that, we got Be the Light, Glow in the Dark 5K in Holland on September 17th. Funky Heart 5K and Mile Walk in Grand Rapids, September 17th. Petapalooza 5K, Byron Center in September 17th. I may have to check that one out. Um, SPCA Doggy Dash 5K in Kalamazoo, September 17th. The Bridge Run 10 Mile and 5K in Grand Rapids, September 18th. Ragnar, Michigan, 200 mile in Muskegon on September 23rd. I've done that one. Ragnar race, if you're not familiar, you're on a team of 12 people and you're going to run 200 miles. And this one starts in Muskegon and runs all the way to Traverse City. And you alternate who runs all through the day, all through the night for like 36 hours. And you cover 200 miles as a team. So it's a pretty cool event. Something you should try and do if you haven't done it before. And, uh, yeah, I just, it's pretty cool. Badges and bravery jailbreak 5k and one mile in Allegan, September 24th GRR runway 5k and one mile in Grand Rapids on September 24th. And if you didn't know, GRR is the airport code for Grand Rapids airport, the Gerald R Ford airport. So this is another one of those runway 5ks like the one I just did here in Holland. So, who knows? Maybe I'll go check that one out. This next race I have checked out, Hungerford Games, 45K, 26.2 mile, 25K, 13.1 mile in Big Rapids on September 24th. This ultra marathon, I did the Hungerford Games uh, three years ago in 2019. I did the 50 miler. Uh, It was my first ever ultra. Actually, my only ever ultra. It was a great, it was a great event, kind of a smaller event, you know, a couple hundred people through a lot of trails, through some sand. It was actually a lot more on the road than I expected. I had trained a lot more in the trails thinking this was, you know, the whole thing was going to be a trail run, but I bet you a third of it was on roads. So, and it was, you know, there were some hills, but it wasn't super, super challenging. It was a good race course. The staff was great. The, The aid stations were chucked full of tons of good food. I mean, Actually, more food than I should have eaten while I was really running because it probably wasn't very good for my digestive system. But anyway, I ran the 50-miler there, which they don't list having a 50-miler on there this year. But if you're going to go and run an ultra, they have a 45K, however many miles that is. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, super cool. I ended up getting fourth overall in that event, so I was super happy. Anyway, next one is right here in Holland. That's the Park to Park Half Marathon. Uh, 13.1 and 5K in Holland on September 24th. I've run that one. They have It's very flat. You run around by the lakes out in Holland, a little bit 
near the Holland Haven course. So another good uh, half marathon here in Holland to take on. Red Flannel Festival 5K, 10K in Cedar Springs, September 24th. Bronson Children's Hospital Run and Walk in Kalamazoo, September 25th. School Nurse 5K in Holland on September 29th. And that wraps up our local races for September. Check out all the races. The links are in the show notes. So if you want to get into one of these races, you don't want to hunt around for it, go on our show notes, click on it. Link's going to take you right to information about the race. You can go in there. You can sign up, and you can get yourself out there and get running. Thank you for listening to this episode of Run My West Coast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast, like it, and share it with your running friends. Your support of Run My West Coast and the running community in and around West Michigan keeps the runners running. You're truly appreciated, and I'm grateful for the chance to share my thoughts with you. Thanks again, and see you on race day.